Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got a lot of news to cover, but we focus first on the domestic box office as we start off March strong thanks to Creed 3. Opening in first place is Creed 3 with 58.6 million. In second place is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania with 12.4 million for a total of 186.7 million. Third place was Cocaine Bear with 11 million for a total of 41.2 million. Fourth place was Demon Slayer to the Swordsmith Village which opened to 10.1 million dollars. And in fifth place was Jesus Revolution with 8.6 million for a total now of 30.5 million. So let's talk about Creed 3. It's got great reviews, great word of mouth with an A- cinema score, and it came in above projections. Overall, this is a big win for MGM, Amazon, and of course, Michael B. Jordan. Don't be surprised if he directs more films down the road, because clearly he can do that as well. As of now, if the legs hold, it will become the biggest film in the Rocky franchise, at least domestically, obviously without adjusting for inflation. But still, even just looking at Creed films, this is the biggest opening of all three by a long shot. As for Ant-Man, not much else to say that has already been said. It will hit 200 million, no question, but I think if the other March films are bangers like Creed, I don't think it hits 230 million, uh, let alone 250 million. Uh, both Jesus Revolution and Cocaine Bear had decent drops and are holding on well. As for Demon Slayer, well, the first movie was a massive hit, this one not so much. But from what I've read, this is not a new movie, but basically a big TV special, taking the last two episodes from the last arc with the first episode of the upcoming arc and put it into one. So really, instead of a brand new story with the characters, this was just a way to get a sneak peek of the upcoming arc. Still, 10 million isn't bad though. Uh, though like most anime films, this will likely have a sharp drop off. And oh yeah, I didn't forget, but Guy Ritchie's latest film, Operation Fortune did open domestically, except it crashed and burned, coming in at 7th place with $3.1 million. Now, it was only in 2,168 theaters, uh, but it seems Lionsgate bought the rights for the movie uh, more for the digital and streaming play and not a theatrical one. Because if they did, they would have waited until April and do a bigger marketing push for it. Uh, this was just rushed out. In China, we got another new release, but it did not have much of an impact on the box office. Opening in first place was a crime thriller called Cyber Heist with 6.2 million. In second place was a Guilty Conscience with 5.1 million for a total of 18.1 million dollars. Third place was The Wandering Earth 2 with 4.5 million for a total of 588.3 million. Fourth place was Full River Red with 3.2 million for a total of 668.1 million. And in fifth place was Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania with 3.1 million for a total now of 37.7 million. As for new Hollywood movies getting approved for release, Sony got two this week. First is Lyle Lyle Crocodile, which was approved and will come out April 15th. And 65 starring Adam Driver was also approved for release coming out March 31st. Personally, I'm not expecting either of them to make much at the box office. Taking a look at international numbers, Creed 3 also did fantastic overseas, earning 41.8 million for a worldwide opening weekend of 100.4 million. 
While this is a big win domestically for MGM, internationally, this is a hit for Warner Brothers since this is their first film under the distribution deal between them and MGM. As for Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, it made another $22 million for a worldwide total of $419.5 million. While it has slowed down, it might still be able to make half a billion, so it'll need to hurry up now as it'll have to face a lot of competition in March. Uh, Cocaine Bear made another $3.1 million for a worldwide total of $52 million worldwide. Magic Mike's Last Dance earned another $1.9 million for a worldwide total of $52.3 million. Babylon still is being carried hard by international markets, earning another $600,000 for a total of $63.4 million. Of that, $63.4, 48 million of it is from international markets. And finally, Avatar The Way of Water earned $6.1 million for a worldwide total of $2.28 billion. Let's start off the news in Hollywood with release dates. Sony has announced that Dumb Money will be released on October 20th. This is the film about the short squeeze on GameStop stock starring Seth Rogen, Sebastian Stan, and Pete Davidson, among others. This has a great cast, and the events that unfolded are definitely movie-worthy. Looking forward to it. Deadline is exclusively reporting A24's lineup for the summer movie season as they are set to release three films. The first will be You Hurt My Feelings, starring Julia Luis de Frias, which will come out May 26th for Memorial Day weekend. The next one will be Past Lives, which will start with a limited release on June 2nd. And the third film will be Talk to Me, coming out on July 28th. Talk to Me will be one to keep an eye out for as A24 bought it at Sundance and got into a bidding war with Universal for the horror film. So let's see, it's a horror movie that got positive reception and had a bidding war. Yeah, this could do good toward the end of summer. In another exclusive from Deadline, TriStar Pictures has acquired Thanksgiving, a slasher film being directed by Eli Roth and made by Spyglass Media Group. While it was not outright said in the article, this will likely be distributed by Sony, as TriStar is a subsidiary of them. No word yet on a release date, just that they will be going into production very soon. I feel if they can make it, maybe they should try to release it for this Thanksgiving. It would be a fast turnaround, but I don't think it's going to be a very big movie either, because I think this is going to be more of a smaller budget slasher film. Sony has acquired another film through Sony Picture Classics. They have bought the global rights to Shortcomings, which is the directorial debut of Randall Park. It, like a few films we have already talked about in this episode, had their premiere at Sundance. And it looks like the current plan for it is to get a theatrical release, but no word on a release date yet. I got a small update on Star Wars, and that is Taika Waititi might star in the film he is currently writing. That's about it, as he is still working on a script for it. And as for Lucasfilm and Disney, well, it looks like they are dead set on having a new Star Wars film for December 2025. They just aren't sure which one to move ahead with. I hope the script for his Star Wars film will at least be better than the one for Love and Thunder. In a casting update, Hannah Winningham has signed on to Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2. Director Christopher McQuarrie confirmed the news. This marks the second upcoming action film she will be starring in, the other being The Fall Guy. And in another casting update, this one being an exclusive from Deadline, uh, John Boyega has signed on to star in The Freshening. This is a sci-fi romance film being directed by Kathy Yan and produced by Ali Wong and Adam McKay. 
Right now it's being produced by Film Nation Entertainment, and they will also handle distribution sales, so it's not clear yet if this will go into theaters or head straight to streaming. In the exclusive from Variety, they are reporting that John Wick Chapter 4 will be screened at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, as the secret showing, though it is not that secret if it's being reported on. Anyway, I think this is a good idea as a last stretch marketing push to get people more excited about the film. Can't wait to watch it when it comes out at the end of the month. For trailers, we only got one, and that is for No Hard Feelings. This is an R-rated comedy from Sony, starring Jennifer Lawrence and directed by Gene Stupinski, who directed Good Boys back in 2019. I thought the trailer was alright and had a few good jokes in there. Comes out June 23rd. For VOD Premium, let's start off with Amazon and exclusive from Deadline. Amazon Studios has a new film in development called Da Understudy and will be produced by Amazon Studios and Westbrook Studios. Yes, that is Will Smith's studio. The film is about an understudy who is willing to kill for a role in a Broadway production. Jonathan Majors has signed on to star in the film, as well as produce via his production company, Tall Street Productions. As for directing, Spike Lee is considering it, but no done deal just yet. Just based on the plot and the fact that Majors is starring in it, yeah, I'll probably give it a watch. In another exclusive from Deadline, it looks like the Rocky Creed franchise might turn into a universe. They are reporting that talks have been going on for a while between all parties, with those only increasing now that the opening weekend numbers came in for Creed 3. As for what might be in store for the Creed franchise, well, the current ideas being kicked around are both a live-action TV series as well as an anime series. But the focus would be not just on Adonis Creed either, with other projects uh, including one focused on his daughter Amara, and MGM still has the Drago film in development as well. So yeah, the strong opening weekend has all but confirmed we will be getting more of Creed, and for Amazon and MGM, this franchise will only get bigger. If you remember a few weeks ago, Amazon was looking to bolster their superhero content by working with Sony on a new live-action Spider-Man noir show. Well, they are now getting some DC content as well. They have picked up Batman Caped Crusaders, the upcoming animated Batman show that was first meant for HBO Max before it was cancelled last year as part of the cuts from Warner Brothers Discovery. While it was cancelled, the producers were able to shop it around and Amazon grabbed it, ordering two seasons for the show. Amazon has also reached an agreement with the British Board of Film Classification, or the BBFC. The agreement will have Amazon work on making age ratings for their content, and the BBFC on their side will assist with Amazon as they adapt to rating their content via their system. The BBFC has been working with other streamers already and helping them rate their content, including Apple TV+, Lionsgate+, and the Sky Store. Finally, for Amazon, they released a trailer for what they are hoping is to become one of their big shows this year. It's a spy series called Citadel and stars Richard Madden, Priyanka Chopra-Jones, and Stanley Tucci. Amazon also has a good amount of money riding on this as for six episodes. Variety is reporting they spent $185 million to produce it. But to be fair, that does include reshoots as showrunners change mid-production. That's always not a good sign for a show if that has to happen. Uh, but besides the new show, Amazon is already working on spin-offs. So like the Terminal List, they want to turn this into a franchise. I watched the trailer. It actually does look pretty good, and we'll probably give it a watch when it comes out. For Disney+, Plus, John Berthel has confirmed that he'll be coming back as the Punisher for Daredevil Born Again. The show is currently filming, and will be for most of the year, as they are doing a massive 18-episode season. In the exclusive from Variety, Daniel Brühl is set to star as fashion designer Carl Lagerfeld in a show called Crazer Carl for Disney+. Plus. It'll focus on Lakersfield 
rise in fashion during the 70s. I'm not big into fashion, but I do like Daniel Bruhl as an actor, so I'll probably give it a watch. Not directly for Disney+, Plus, but Avatar The Way of Water will soon be available to buy on VOD. It will be available starting March 28th on all major VOD platforms. No word yet on a physical release or when it will show up on Disney+, Plus, or maybe even HBO Max, since technically it is a 20th Century Studios film. It might, up, it might end up there first, or um, how they handled some Fox releases last year, where it ended up on both platforms for a bit. For Apple TV+, Plus, they have renewed Shrinking for a second season. This is the show starring Jason Segel and Harrison Ford. I haven't watched this yet, but I've heard good things about it. There's a new film in development for Apple TV+, Plus called Echo Valley. It'll be a thriller produced by Apple and star Sidney Sweeney and Julianne Moore with a script from Brad Ingsby. No word yet on when production will start. Apple has also released a trailer for their upcoming Ghosted. Apple has also released a trailer for their upcoming film Ghosted, starring Anna de Arms and Chris Evans in a romantic action adventure film. And yeah, it doesn't look that good. Maybe it's just how the trailer's put together. But I did not find what I saw interesting enough to sit down and watch the movie when it comes out. Now, when does it come out? It goes straight to Apple TV+. Plus on April 21st. It looks like Netflix has a future in live streaming as Chris Rock's live comedy special debuted in seventh place on Netflix's top 10 chart for America. What makes that impressive is based on when Netflix updates the chart, only the live performance and the day after counted for views. Now we wait and see if it will be just more than just stand-up or will Netflix look to add other live streaming events. It was reported recently that before Paramount made their move to integrate Showtime into Paramount Plus, for their premium content, they received an offer to sell it for $3 billion. The buyer was David Nunes, who previously ran Showtime. Well, Paramount CEO Bob Bakish did comment on why they did not accept the offer while at a Morgan Stanley conference. Quote, we got an unsolicited offer for Showtime. We looked at it, and the reality is it wasn't that interesting to us because if you compare that price that it's been rumored in the press, I'm not going to say it, if you compare that to our internal business plan. The reality is our internal plan is far more value creating when you take the base earnings and synergies and, by the way, how it affects the streaming path to profitability. It just didn't make sense for it to be at anywhere near that price." End quote. So clearly they view Showtime enough to not get $3 billion for it, but instead use that brand to increase the value of Paramount+. Plus. On one hand, I agree with them, but if I look at it from an international perspective, outside of the U.S., who really cares about Showtime? You could easily make the case for selling Showtime, get to three billion, and then use that to pay off a little bit of debt, and use some of it to produce new shows for Paramount Plus. But again, this is their choice, they're sticking with it, okay. And speaking about keeping Showtime to grow Paramount Plus, Mr. Bakers also mentioned that they are working on projects for Ray Donovan as well. So yeah, they are milking their Showtime IP dry. And we finish up with HBO Max where on the HBO side, we got confirmation that Barry will end with season four. Variety had the exclusive on this one with an interview with Bill Hader, where they discussed this. As for season four, a teaser trailer was released, and a release date with it starting April 16th. It sucks this is ending, as with Succession has been on uh, one of the best HBO shows over the past few years. Uh, it really does suck they're both ending back to back. But look, if they feel this is the way to end it, and they know where the story ends, I trust them. I can't wait for the fourth season. In another exclusive from Variety, Warner Brothers Discovery has signed a deal with OSN 
for licensing their content to the streaming service OSM+. OSM Plus is a Middle Eastern streaming service that launched last March and now features content from Warner Brothers, Paramount, as well as local content. As part of the deal, the service will get HBO content, including day and date release for current shows, as well as some Warner Brothers movies, including The Batman and The Suicide Squad. Besides licensing just to streaming, the deal also extends to TV channels, with OSM working on making a HBO Classics channel, which will feature older HBO shows like The Sopranos, Sex and the City, and The Wire. And that wasn't the only distribution deal made either, as Warner Brothers Discovery have renewed their deal with Unix in Japan for their HBO content. These deals aren't surprising because with the upcoming merged service of HBO Max and Discovery Plus, they have stopped expanding HBO Max to other countries and are waiting for the new service to debut before focusing on rolling that out worldwide. Since that will take time, it makes sense to have these distribution deals in place in the meantime to make money. And that is it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. You can follow me on Twitter and on Facebook. Links to those are in the show notes. Thank you for listening and see you next time. <laughs>